We keep moving forward, opening new doors and doing new things because we're curious. And curiosity keeps leading us down new paths. Walt Disney. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. And today we are redoing a season 11 episode. That was our four-letter words, which is one of my favorites. And the episode that we're redoing is Stop. How do I know when to stop writing to put my book down? This is a little bit of a reflection of last episode, but it's a little more project specific. Like our opener said, we artists, we creatives are fairly flighty in our pursuits in the arts that we do. How many works in progress do you have going right now? So I have three that I've worked on in the last month. And I have two that I have plans to return to and two more that are currently just in my whip graveyard that maybe one day I'll return to if I feel like it. They just kind of have to be brought back from the dead. And that's exactly my point. Every experienced author that I know has at least twice as many in your whip graveyard as you do published. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So how do I know when to abandon my work in progress and to work on something new? First off, just because you're leaving a story doesn't mean that you're stopping it entirely. There will be times where you need to stop for now. So what do you do with all of those unfinished projects that you're stopping? If you think you're going to return to it, Put it in that special folder on your hard drive and leave it on your desktop so it's still kind of in the center of your mind. But if you don't think you're going to return to it, then find another way to use it. There is a huge advantage to writing down at least the starts of, and in my world, plotting other books just for the experience of doing so. After I'm done with them, And this is something that we would advise that we didn't last time we did this episode. Put them online. These little bits, these starts of stories are great fodder for drawing audiences in, for giving people a sample of your writing on your website and for keeping your website active. This is something I think that can be useful, especially in social media in general. There's a very large segment of social media that is pushing to become more real. So your published works are kind of like those edited photos that, yes, they will get a lot of attention. They're very pretty. They are polished things. But it's okay every once in a while to show a piece of your unfinished work. Show the reality of what it is to write and who you are as a writer. Having these little fits and spurts of inspiration are a great way to share with your audience, this is who I am. This is part of how I want you to see me and not just the works that I'm famous for. One thing I advise you to never do is just delete it. Don't get rid of your old work because sometimes you can pull it up 10 years from now and have a good laugh or you can find that story again and who knows? Whatever you choose to do with it, understand that sometimes, like we covered in the last time we covered this episode, 
it is okay to stop. It's okay to hit pause. It's okay to hit stop entirely. Not every book has to be published. Your writing and who you are doesn't level up, doesn't solely get better by publishing books. You can write a huge collection of stuff that never gets published and that will still make you a phenomenal writer. 90% of all of the words that I've written have never seen the light of day. Even if I didn't finish, I still grew. I still improved. And I credit those many, many works that are in my whip graveyard to being able to publish. It's more than okay to write something that is too personal to publish. That stuff tends to be some of your best writing. It's okay not to publish it. Writing is about the journey of self-discovery. It's not about the number of sales that you make. So it's more than okay to write a whole bunch that never sees the light of day because you're still getting what you want out of the writing. Therefore, you don't have to follow a story structure. I know it's heaven for fend I say that, but don't follow a story structure. Experiment and write the whole thing in second person. Whatever it is that you want to do, have fun with it because that's going to be so much more valuable to you in the end than whatever cash you can maybe make on the other side from publishing it. We've said it over and over again. If you are writing solely for the purpose to make money, you're in the wrong business. Fiction writing is not to make money. Nonfiction writing is not to make money. There are very few people out there who publish and get rich. So make the writing about you, about yourself. And if you feel like you need to stop, if you're not excited about something anymore, set it aside and find something you are excited about. I personally have been going on a campaign where about every other book that I publish is something older because I spend a lot of time writing first drafts. I would finish a first draft and then move on to another story because I was kind of over that story. So I've been able to come back to these first drafts and polish them and make them better and send them out into the world as completed novels, which is why I'm able to release a lot more books than you because I have a lot more manuscripts sort of in the arsenal ready to launch. Yeah, I have zero things finished at the moment. <laughs> One of the biggest things when you are approaching that point in a story where you feel like you need to stop and you feel guilty about it. Or you're distracted away from it. Don't feel guilty. Don't feel bad. Because stopping is not failure. Just because you didn't finish writing it, just because you didn't carry it past that first draft, doesn't mean that you failed. You still wrote. And isn't that our whole goal? Is to write? Even if no one ever reads what you're writing you're still getting a lot out of the writing process. These little throwaway small projects that maybe you're just distracting yourself from your main work in progress and you're going to return to your work in progress when you've gotten all you can out of this other little side project. Great. That's exactly how I suggest people approach this. What do I do when I have more ideas than I have time to write? My response is write the other ideas Get them out of your system. I give myself a one-week deadline to just purge as much as I can and then get back to your work in progress. Sometimes, after that week, 
you're still thinking more about the new project than the old one. So give it another week. And maybe the old one falls by the wayside. That's okay. It's okay to stop the writing on this project so long as you don't stop writing entirely. You grow with the number of words you write and with the number of works you publish. You don't just grow when you publish. Every single word that you put on that paper is a step at improving your skill, a step at improving yourself as an author, as a writer. That's what we're working towards. If all you're doing is writing, you're not growing in publishing. And if all you're doing is trying to publish, you're not letting yourself grow in the freedom of writing. I will say that publishing does help you grow in your writing because instead of just gorging yourself on these cool worlds that you're creating, you're taking an analytical look at, is this serving this story? When you're editing your novel, you're looking at it and going, okay, did this make sense from an audience's point of view? This is how you become a more skilled writer. You understand, you apply what you've learned when you're reading novels to your own stuff. The publishing process, the editing process is a huge part of that. Do not discount it, but your story is not obligated to be published. It's okay to set it aside. It's okay to stop. So Lee, you mentioned earlier that you had a lot of books that you wrote a first draft and then nothing else. And you've returned to a lot of those. How have you grown in returning to those and tackling the editing process? Honestly, my fight scenes are a lot cleaner now. <laughs> in my personal writing journey, I went through a phase where I got very enamored with the choreography and I would have very, very long fight scenes. As someone who's a little more experienced, not only in writing, but in martial arts now, long fight scenes don't show skill. <laughs> It can be fun, but it's not a blast to read. I know for me personally, when I revisited these old works of mine with the goal of eventually publishing them, I noticed my old writing had a very big problem with entirely too much description and taking way too long to get into things. Really? You liking description? No. <laughs> And because I noticed that in my history of writing, I've been able to apply that to my new stuff. But that only worked because I looked at my old stuff with that analytical perspective. So I bet you're really glad you didn't delete it. Yes. You didn't just throw it away and say, this is stupid. I'm never going to do this again. Just because I wanted to write a shifter romance when I was 18 years old and very into Twilight doesn't mean I'm going to throw that one away because there's some lessons to learn from that. <laughs> and that is the goal of every bit of writing, published or unpublished, wherever you stop it in the process. It's more than okay to stop, especially if you have gotten everything out of it that you feel like you could have gotten from it. The main thing to keep in mind is to keep moving forward, to take that next step, to journey a little bit deeper into this world we call writing. And the best way to take that step is to write selfishly. 
If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. <laughs>